The best in the West in association with Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. We support local communities. We support you. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's podcast we're going to be chatting to the winner of Best in the West, our search for West Cork's greatest ever sportsperson. The Best in the West is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. On Saturday night, after over five weeks of competition, Ballylickie rally driver Keith Cronin was crowned champion following a nail-biting final against the Ballinine Bullet, Phil Healy, Kieran there were over 4,000 votes in Saturday's final. And at one point it looked like we were heading for extra time. It was so close. Yeah, it was an epic finale and a fitting conclusion to Best in the West, Jack. And it was actually almost 4,500 votes, which is huge. And that outdoes what we got in the pitch-perfect final between Cora and Randall So it shows that the public really did get behind the Best in the West final on on Saturday and it put two speed merchants up against each other Keith Cronin the fastest West Cork man in the car and Bill Healy the fastest West Cork person on legs and so it was a it was a sprint to the finish and Keith got there in the end but it, it was epic it kind of it ebbed and flowed all the way through and like I said it was it was a fitting finale and to be honest Jack I think we have a very fitting winner in Keith Cronin um, I suppose over the last couple of weeks we've had the chance to celebrate the exploits of some of West Cork's top sports people and Keith is right in that bracket and it's I probably finished this um, competition with a greater appreciation for what Keith has achieved Yeah I think we were talking about it just before we started recording that there may have been a level of ignorance to Keith's achievements in some quarters around West Cork and around Ireland but having looked deep into what he's done over his career and there's probably still more to come as we might find out in a few minutes when you speak to him but yeah I don't think his achievements can be overlooked anymore a worthy winner and when you see the love and appreciation that his own people have the rally supporters that's when you know when when you can see people who love the sport so much give him so much respect he's obviously done a lot in the sport and just he released a statement on Facebook after he won and I just read from it here now he said once again I'm amazed and humbled by the amount of votes I got in best in the west I was chilled to be included in such a great group of fantastic sports people but I never for a moment thought I would be voted West Cork's greatest sports person so he mentions the word humble there and it really rings true with Keith and he also leaves a little teaser at the end and you might go into this before we hear from Keith in a few minutes but he says I took a break from rallying in order to concentrate on growing the family business and when we get back to some kind of normality I hope to get out and do a few events thanks a million so it almost sounds like Keith has the bu- ha- the, the rallying bug has bit him once again with Best in the West 
Yeah, he's, the door is open. I suppose that's the way to put it, Jack. The door is open. Keely lets the door open for a return to Reading, and that's brilliant news for for all motorsport fans. And um, as we'll hear from from him in a couple of minutes, the WRC is probably out of his reach. But Keith has won four British Rally Championship titles. He's won behind Jimmy McRae, who's a record of five. So there's an incentive there for for Keith to, to equal that record and that would be a stunning feat for him it all depends on, on the package that he gets um, he talks about the package he got in 2017 with M Sport and that was the ideal package for him to win the BRC so if something like that came his way again I think he'd find it very hard to turn down um, but one of the surprising kind of things I learned from this is he's only 33 years of age for some reason I thought Keith Cronin was, was older when you when you look at his list of achievements like we mentioned there the four British Rally Championship titles he was West Cork Sports Star of the Year back in 2009 which is 11 years ago he's an Irish Tarmac winner he won the Billy Corwin Award he won the Irish International Drivers Award he's he's won these huge events kind of at home and abroad yet he's still only 33 so um, I was actually surprised by that and like he says himself he's still young in relative terms when it comes to the Irish Tarmac Series and, and, and the BRC so um the door is open so we could see him back in the car hopefully before long because what I think he's seen from Best in the West too is there's a huge love and appreciation and fan base for Keith Cronin if you look at his Facebook page alone he's six and a half thousand friends like I I'd say I haven't talked to six and a half thousand people my whole life that might have six and a half thousand people as, as Facebook friends and whether it's people in West Cork or in Cork in general or around the country or even abroad you can see the respect and appreciation that there is for Keith and his talent and Mikey Galvin, his co-driver, touched it last week when he was saying, <coughs> excuse me, when he was saying that when they were abroad doing the PRC back in in 2018 or sorry 2017, that it was then that you saw how highly Keith is rated. So it's opened my eyes to Keith Cronin's talents and kind of what he's achieved over the years. And it's um, yeah, it's incredible. And the good news is we could be seeing more of him in the future. Yeah, well, before we hear from him, then here just a quick word on Phil Healy, who finished second in Best in the West, which in itself a remarkable achievement considering how early in her own career she is. We've mentioned it umpteen times now throughout this whole process, but if we were to do this again in five or ten years' time, Phil Healy might be the outright favourite. So to come second this at this early point is quite something as well. She obviously has a huge following behind her. You think about it, Phil is only 25 years of age and talking to her coach Shane McCormick or her sister Joan Healy like we did in the podcast or anyone in Irish athletics they all say there's more to come from Phil Healy she will get faster touch wood everything going well she will be an Olympian next year so her star and her stock is continuing to rise so um, Phil Healy's best years are, are in front of her she's going to get faster she's going to set more records we're going to be seeing a lot more Phil Healy on the star sports pages and on the internet and on the national paper sports pages and in national media because She's the, the queen of Irish sprinting at the moment. She's um she's an incredible role model for, for young young women in athletics, but even young women in sport and all over West Cork and beyond, because it's the way she conducts herself on and off the off the track is it just with this touch of class and she's always been an absolute pleasure to deal with. So it's onwards and upwards for Phil Healy Jack and there's a lot more to come from her. But before we hear from Keith, I just need to mention Martin Walsh as well. He's our motorsport correspondent, obviously, with the Southern Star. And he's been doing his column for many years and years, long before I ever came to the Southern Star. And um, he was kind of really backing campaign Keith 
in, in the last couple of weeks and in fairness to Martin he's done a lot of work for motorsport in West Cork promoting the sport in the Southern Star and even beyond so and he's always been banging the drum that there is this strong motorsport community and love for the sport in West Cork and I think we've really seen that um, over the last couple of weeks so for motorsport fanatics like Martin Walsh and there's many more thousands of motorsport fans in West Cork I think having Keith Cronin win best in the West is it's like it's like almost recognition for for their sport, you know, kind of um when you think of West Cork, you think of football, you think it's GA country, but we know Jack that there's so many more sports down here. We've our rowers, our athletes, our our road bowlers, um, just the GA obviously. And motorsport is, is, is a big um is a big part of the West Cork sporting DNA. So for the likes of Martin Walsh, for the likes of Keith Cronin and his supporters, I think it's that the sport has been really recognised by people here at home in West Cork and all around the country. Absolutely. Well, let's not bury the lead any further and let's throw to your interview with the best in the West, Keith Cronin. Delighted to be joined by the best in the West champion, Keith Cronin. First off, Keith, congratulations. How does the title of best in the West sit with you? Thanks, Kieran. Um... It's it's funny, I suppose. It, it's a, it's a nice feeling, especially as um, I suppose I haven't been participating in much rallying as of late. It's good to know that uh, what we did in the past uh, never didn't go unnoticed. So, um, especially when we were up against such huge sports people, like even countrywide, some of, I would say some of the the best sports people have come out of West Cork. Um, even look at in the final, like Phil. Being the fastest woman in in Ireland ever, like that, to be up against someone like that and, and to come out on top was good. When you actually put the names of the West Cork sports people together, like we created a short list of sixteen, and there could have been many more we could have added to it. You really get the sense of how special West Cork is for for sport, and it's not just. I suppose when people think of West Cork, they think of Gaelic football. But the beauty of this in the West, and, and you know and I know, there's so much more to West Cork than the GA, and, and we've seen that in Best in the West. Uh, definitely. Um, and as you say, it, it, it really showed up in, in Best in the West, and I, I wouldn't have liked to have been you having to even pick the, the last team because there's so many other sports that probably we don't think of, like even close to home and Bantry, you've got really successful kickboxers, and that's just one example. Like There's so many successful uh, sports people in in West Cork. Um, it's amazing. Like it's, it's okay. It's a vast area, but it's not a hugely populated area. So um, it it is quite quite something. There's a, a drum. I've been banging throughout best in the West. I was telling people and shouting it loud. It's a celebration of West Cork sport and a, a celebration of the talented sports people in West Cork because. You're all role models and heroes for, for, for different kids and adults right around West Cork, the county, and, and even beyond. But as a kid growing up, Keith, who was your hero and role model? Who did you look up to? Um, close to home in terms of motorsport, I definitely looked up to um, my uncle. Uh, I suppose there wasn't as much media attention around rallying, especially that time, so... Um, I would have looked up to him, and I suppose I idolised him really. I, I really did. Um, he he was quite quick. Um, and then outside of motorsport, I suppose um, for some reason Roy Keane. I I, I, was, I was a United fan from a young age, so um, 
I suppose when I was younger, uh, Roy Keane was was at his at his best at United. So uh, I always I always liked him. You've got to mention your uncle there, Dennis Cronin, and obviously he's a, he's a legend in, in in motorsport circles as well. Was that what got you into motorsport in the first place? The fact that your your uncle Dennis was achieving what he was, and even at home, I, I know your father was sport mad as well. Is is that kind of is that what kind of pushed you towards motorsport, or was that what guided you towards that that sport? De- definitely, like from from a very young age, I remember being up like. Everything when I was younger, when they were doing rallying, it all was done out of the back of the garage and, and Bally Licky. So my father used to work on the cars. Um, then if we'd go for a test or driving the car, I'd normally get to sit in the sitting as they were going there. I wouldn't get to sit in for it or anything. But even the noise and um, the smells and everything, like I was around it from such a young age. Um, and I suppose look, without the motorsport, there's a real buzz around it. It's, a, it's an adrenaline. A real adrenaline sport, so um, yeah, I suppose I got addicted to it at a young age. I think I know you dabbled with St. Columns for a while and kind of the GA side of it, but was motorsport always number one? Um, I no, I, I enjoyed football and hurling. Um, don't know if I was any very good at it, but I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed playing it. Um, I, I played it up until. I think under 16 minor, but I had started racing in um, hot rod racing when I was probably 15, um, and 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 I was getting good at it quite quite early. So yeah, I was definitely. I remember I missed a few championship games, and that didn't go down well. So um, yeah, I kind of once I turned 16, I did a bit of co driving, and then once I turned 17, I was gone rallying. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, I was kind of always. Leaning, look, with my family, like my father, as you mentioned, like he is probably the most passionate person about rallying you're, you're ever going to meet. So um, like, I have two younger brothers now, they're 11 and 15, and they're they're racing already. So, um, you know, he's fanatical about it. So I was always going to go that way, I think. It's definitely a kind of motorsport madhouse. You mentioned our two younger brothers, Daniel as well, won a facet rally a couple of years back in TN, and obviously yourself. So... Is motorsport the only topic at home when you're all in the house together, or when you're together? Do you actually talk about switch off talk about motorsport and turn to something else, or what's it like at the dinner table? Um, I suppose motorsport is, is it, it it gets referenced a lot, you know, day to day life. You know, everything can be referenced back to motorsport. I suppose the younger guys, Daniel and Dad, would do more talking about it than I would. I suppose I kind of um, tend to. Um, I don't know why, but maybe when I was younger, I was definitely all, all, all it, 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 it took everything over. But as I've got older, probably I've got, I enjoy a lot of other things as well. So I mightn't be as um, as fanatical as there. Um, uh, but yeah, like as I said, everything everything gets referenced in some way back back to motorsport. But I learned a lot in this kind of best in the west journey. Kind of, I learned a lot about the, the different sports people and. I was surprised to learn you're only 33, Keith. Am I right? Is that all? You're only 33? 33. So I'll be 34 in a month. So another, another year older. So when you go back, let's say, I think your, your first was a Carrick and Shore Forest Rally back in, was it 2004? And then obviously a couple of years later, your first British Rally title. You were so young, you know, can I even go back to 2009, your first BRC title. You were what, 23 at the time? Could you, could you soak it in or... At the time, what you had achieved that you won a British Rally title? 
No, and and I think I had this conversation with with, with Martin yesterday. Um, I still probably don't don't think it really sinks in, even even after we've won it a few times. I suppose it might be a few years, or when we're completely gone away from it all, that it'll it'll soak in properly. I think this best in the West thing actually made it sink home a little bit. Um, to know, like I suppose for, for me, it just it just happened. We never really planned it out. It it just went from. Like I said, I did hot rod racing when I was in my teens, and then I went rallying, and it just it turned. I I wasn't necessarily didn't know if I was quick or not, but it, it just I was winning things, and I'd go to do something different, and then I was winning that, and we went to the BRC, um, and again we had kind of a bit of a plan that okay we might try and see if we can get close to the speed in the first year and maybe win it, maybe year two, year three, but we ended up winning it year one. It all it all, it all just kept rolling on. It didn't. Uh, so I didn't plan out so it, 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 I, yeah it's probably don't look back yet and realise what, what, what I've achieved as, uh, as I said this probably makes me realise a bit more uh, the success we've had in Best in the West so. and I, I think hopefully what Best in the West will help you too Keith is realise I suppose the, the appreciation and love for your talent that's out there because I was blown away over the couple of weeks where you continually got the most votes round after round after round and and it wasn't just people in West Cork, it was beyond, it was people abroad. And I think for those of us who weren't in the motorsport community, it finally, you kind of finally realised, Jesus, Keith Cronin is so talented, you know. And you could see the, like, the, like I said, the appreciation for you. And even talking to your co-driver, Mikey Galvin, last week, he was telling me that when he went across to Britain, he goes, there you can see how highly they, they, they kind of rate you. So to feel that warmth, love and appreciation, what's that like? Um, no, it's good. Look, there's definitely um, it's it's nice when someone comes up to you and um, whether it be someone young asking you for an autograph or um, someone just asking you, you know, about rallying or even you, you still meet people in my in my day to day life. Um, you know, they'll always want to come talk motorsport or uh, so. It, it look, it is nice. It, it makes me realize or. Um, well, maybe it does make me realise, but look, looking at it now, like these guys, yeah, as you said, they kind of do they look up to me a bit. I don't know, is that the right word? But um, they, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. You mentioned there 2009, that was your first British Ready Championship title. Then 2010, the second came along. 2012, the third one came along. You were really, you had momentum at, at, at the time, Keith. Just take me back to then. What's that feeling like? Is it always feeling... No, invincible is, is the wrong word, but you were on such a roll and you were racking up the titles and you were West Cork Sports Star of the Year. You won a Billy Coleman Award a couple of years previously, kind of an Irish International Drivers Award. Like, it must have been a really magnificent time for you on a personal and professional level. Yeah, it was, it, it was good to rack up the wins, I suppose. Um... You can't ever go out not thinking you're going to to win. So yeah, you always go out. But you mightn't show it. But I suppose every sports person has to have an inner belief that they're gonna they're gonna win, whether it be a rally, a particular stage, whether it be a football game. You have to go out and and think you're going to win. Um, like I remember my first BRC in 09. I like okay, I was a ball and nerves before the last the last rally, but. Um, I was quite confident internally that I had the speed to go to go and win it, and I think we we, we set a real good pace early on, and and, and we, we we led quite a bit from the start. And again, yeah, you went into year two, that gave me confidence. Even when the chips were down, you think, okay, I'll, I'll be able to do it in the next rally. If something happened, you had an accident, something broke. Um, 
and then that's the thing with championships as well. Um, you you always have to think that what's happening to you. If you had a bad rally, someone else could have a a bad one the next day out. So you might okay, you might lose points, but you might get them back. Um, so you you, ha- you always have to I think believe believe you can go and win. You've always struck me as such a kind of a, a cool, calm figure. And even talking to Mikey last week, he kind of he rammed home that you are like take me into into the car for a moment in a in a in a huge rally. Kind of you, you mentioned there that you were kind of a, a, a bag of nerves before one race. But how how in control do you need to be in, in that moment as soon as you take off from the start? Um, yeah, like before the event, as I said. Um... Yeah, it'd be a complete bag of nerves. Even even if I went out and did an event in the morning, I I'd be a bag of nerves before that. I'll I'll get sick in the morning. It's it's like a nearly part of a ritual for me. Um, but yeah, once the helmet goes on, and once once that five four, you get five four three two one, and once Mikey starts talking, it's it's you're in a different zone. You don't really know what's happening outside of that world. You're just hundred percent focused on what's in front of you, and listening to what 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 Mikey is what he's saying to me um, you, ha- you have to be 100% focused because obviously you know, there's the two of us in the car and the speeds are high so you, you have to just really listen and tr- if you want to be fast you have to have everything your corner speeds have to be nearly uh, you nearly have to be at the limit of what, what the car is capable of braking you have to be getting it at the last second because if you, if you, you start to lose time so your, your focus has to be really really up there what's that like pushing it right to the edge like you say kind of everything needs to be the best it can be what's that like in the car when you're in control knowing that like you said you're leaving to the last bit second going around the turn and so on you'd be surprised that you ha- you have to do it in a it sounds funny you have to do it in kind of a, a calm manner maybe because if you can get if you get very aggressive in, in a car um, and all forms of racing this would apply to um, you can actually start to lose or to get slower. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but um, if you if you sit back, relax, and I said well, relax is the wrong word, but ju- just be comfortable in the car and try to to do everything in a in a calculated manner to a degree. Then then that's the fastest way. If you if you get very aggressive, um, sometimes you might be too fast in a corner, too slow in a corner. It's all about getting a rhythm early and trying to keep that rhythm. Um, and, yeah, that's something that I think I, I was good at was, was getting into that rhythm and, and staying, keep, keeping the rhythm. Like, like you said there, when you put on, on, on the helmet, when you put on match face, like your key Cronin, the rally driver, but how different is that key Cronin to key outside of motorsport? Because they're kind of, are you like two different people or kind of is there many similarities between life in motorsport and life outside motorsport? I would say I'm very similar inside and outside. I'm I'm a very determined person at whatever I do, um, whether it be at work, when I was in school, when I was playing any sport, as I said, whether I was good or bad, I'd always want to be the best I could be. Um, in terms of my manner, I suppose I'm a generally very, uh, I'm relaxed. In, I, I try to be relaxed in the car. I'm a very laid back person in, in general. So I suppose yeah, I'm similar in, in what, what way I am in the car and and out of it, in, internally, I'm a very I said, focused, very, I'm very determined at whatever, whatever I can do. 
very much like best in the rest. Your 2018 BRC title, your fourth one, came down to fine margins, and that was absolutely incredibly key. It was the Isle of Man rally that final weekend, winning that last event by one-tenth of a second to clinch the title by one point, I think, in the end. Kind of just take me back to that weekend, and I suppose kind of starting off that weekend, how did you feel and the range of emotions you went through as, as, as that weekend progressed? Um, that that whole year started out, everything started going against us early in the year. But as I said, mathematically, we could always do it. Even, and we started rattling off um, results maybe halfway through the year. And then second last rally was Ulster. And I think we had a, a win. And then there was a double points scoring round in the Isle of Man. And I remember um, I needed someone to finish between myself and Frederick. And... It was a bit calm. It helped me relax in one sense because I said, look, I need something else to happen here. I need someone to get in between us to win the championship. So I didn't feel the pressure probably as much. So when I, went, I was probably a good bit relaxed. I wasn't as nervous as maybe I'm normally being. Um, came off the first stage and uh, we were fastest and someone had, and um, Matt Edwards actually was second fastest. And then I was like, okay, this, this can actually happen. And um, it just stayed that way the whole weekend. Um, Frederick, I suppose, maybe was a bit more wound up because it was his to lose. And um, I remember, I think something happened to him then on the first day, um, and we ended up getting it. I think a couple of cars could have ended up between us, and then then it was just a straight shootout on the last day, um, if memory serves me right. But, um, and anyway, we we managed to pull it off. I remember going to that last stage, and um, yeah, again. I, I would say I was, despite everything, I, I would say I was quite relaxed because there's only so much I could do. I knew I needed to go and do the best I could. And um, we drove a good, clean stage. No, no, well, one small mistake. I don't know if anyone, any rally fans will remember where I, hit, I slowed down uh, towards the finish line. I couldn't see the, I missed the corner or at junction. I, t- I thought I saw the wrong one. Maybe lost a fraction of a second there. If I'd held my foot on the brake a fraction longer than that could have that could have cost us the championship, and it's them fine margins. Are um, that's the thing with, with motorsport is it, it, it comes down to point sec point something in a second. It, it was mad. And it made it made the the whole thing um, the win very satisfying when you when you win it by by that tight of margin because because I've been on the other end of 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 I've lost events by that that margin as well. Like I said, there are you four British Rally Championship kind of titles to your name. You're one behind the legendary Jimmy McRae, who has five. And I think anyone listening and watching this podcast, they want to know, would we see Keith Cronin back in the BRC at some time in the future? Is that a possibility? Um, I don't know. Like Age, age is on my side, I suppose. I, I, I'm not too old when it comes to motorsport. Um, it's not like some, like obviously if it was uh, GAA soccer, if you're years getting your body, body battered, then, um, it, it's hard to get. You know, just thirty-four and five is nearly your your limit. But um, I I think I would still have good speed if if someone handed me a set of keys in the morning and a full budget to go and do it. Then of course I would go and do it. But there's a whole lot more to motorsport than just going and doing the events. And it's a if 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 as I said, if the budget came, that's one thing. Um, but then there's there's a lot like it it takes you you have to be a hundred percent committed to it. like it's, it's like any sport like. People probably think we go to a rally and strive. There's so much more to it than that. The preparation that needs to go into it, uh, the days, the weeks leading into it, um, is huge. So 
if I do go back at it, I'll have to put that commitment into it. So um, I want I want to be sure that um, financial supports are there to 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 be able to do it or to complete it. That I'm not stressing about will I make the next rally because I've been in that position before and it makes it makes it more, makes it difficult. Like you kind of mentioned their budgets and like when it comes to motorsport, like and I suppose that financial clout, that financial muscle is so important. When you go back to suppose trying to get into the WRC a couple couple of years ago, kind of money is so important for that. You do need the right package key, don't you, to kind of to get to that level. Talent will take you so so much, but you need that extra boost. You do a hundred percent. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get to compete in the WRC in 2013, I think it was. Um, but we did it, and uh, like it was so difficult. I, I had some really good sponsors that year. I had a guy, uh, Nick O'Brien, over in the UK. He really helped me out that year, um, and and every other year, but uh, that year in particular. And you, the usual guys were with me, McCrimmon and uh, Tria, Neil Kirby. Um, like I needed that support, but at the same time, um, it was the limit. Like I, as I said, I'd go to a rally, and like if things go wrong, you just like you wouldn't get to do proper testing, proper preparation because you didn't have the money to be doing it. We still look. It was we went down to the last round. I think it was if we had won, we would have won it outright the championship, the, the category within the WRC. Um, but we had an accident. But look, the speed again. The speed was there despite no testing, no. I said very little preparation, so that that was good, but it, it wasn't enough because I have to be. I should. I needed to be doing that from the age probably of eighteen, nineteen, and learning these events for the teams to to see you. Um, I've learned that since that that's nearly that's that they want to see you. Don't even, you could go out and not be that fast, but they want to see you competing in the events to know that you know and to know them really, um, and that's something you need financial backing to be able to do. I'm not saying it's, you call it a, a regret, um, but is it something that you wish that you probably got the chance and opportunity to fully show your talent with the right package at that level? Because a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Eugene Coakley. He's a two-time Olympic rower from Skibbereen, and it's 16 years on from the Athens Olympics, and he's still questioning decisions that were made in the run-up to Athens and how things didn't fall right and what could have been. And before Gary Paul won the first Olympic medal, it could have been Eugene and that Irish lightweight four. Do you ever look back and think oh, what might have been if things had worked out different? Um, to a degree, there's not a lot I could do differently in terms of like I couldn't get the money. Like as I said, like yeah, like the money wasn't there. There was like sponsors are a difficult thing to get in any sport, and that's no different than motorsport. Um, do to is regret the right word in like obviously I would have loved to have had a shot at it with full financial backing full everything especially when they when my early early to mid twenties when 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 I was in that um as you said like it was just everything was going my way nearly um so it would have been good then to be able to do it but as I said I never ever had that financial clout to be able to go and be able to get that financial clout um. So I don't really regret it because I couldn't have done anything differently. Um, the financial cloud as well probably would have taken a lot of internal pressure off because obviously um, it does get that bit harder when you're trying so hard to raise money. Like in, in the early days, we were, I remember between events, we were having fundraisers in towns all over Munster. We were Kerry, Limerick, 
all over Bantry. Like, remember, we got a loan to, to be able to buy the car, and then we were trying to raise the money to repay the loan and go to the events. Um, so, in between events, there was a whole lot happening, and that, that adds a lot of pressure because, uh, you know, you have to you feel, I suppose, you're trying to, you know, there's so many people getting behind you, you, you have to nearly do it for them, which may have, may have given me an added drive as well, possibly. Um, reading between the lines from this, is it fair to say that you've passed the WRC, that it's not something that you're kind of, that will probably, the door will open for you again in the future, do you think, kind of? Are you just going to take well, the WRC Irish Tarmac Series or? Yeah, WRC is gone. Um, it'll be, look, if I, was, yeah, if, as I said, if, if I could get a budget or someone came to me with a budget or a good chunk of, of, of money to do our, our Tarmac Championship and the British Championship, then that's something, yes, I would be interested in doing. Um, sometimes it would be cool to look at some of the other forms of motorsport that are out there you know there's like not the Dakar but that kind of event and endurance events always seem kind of interesting but there, again that's you need huge huge financial support something realistic possibly could be um, the Tarmac Champ- Irish Tarmac Championship and the British Rally Championship but um, I, w- I would prefer to do it like with, with something like we did in 2000 and when we done the BRC in 2000 and um, 17 we'd have or was it 18 we had a really good package with with m sport that year and that 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 was the most the, the easiest way to go rallying without doubt when you're looking back over the years now and um, what stands out what really stands out for you what what have been twin most resonates um i suppose some of the early ones in the brc um in 2009 um, I don't think uh, I didn't expect it. I don't think anyone expected it. But from the very first stage, we were right on the pace in the first rally in the BRC, and I said I didn't expect it. Um, and we ended up coming away with the win. I remember in the second rally, um, that one in particular was a good one that year because it was something similar to the Isle of Man in in our last BRC. I I was slightly down going into the last stage. And I, I ended up winning by, again, it was point something of a second. And that was probably the first two events were the platform probably for me to go on to, to win the championship that year. Uh, plus, look, the, the Isle of Man, I, the last BRC was obviously, a, that was a, a, a mad feeling as well. because it just It was just so tight. And as I said, starting the event, it was so much needed to go right for us to win it. And, and fortunately, it did. But um, I suppose one of the remarkable things about your success in the BRC is you won four different cars with four different co-drivers. And I remember a couple of weeks ago in the Star, um, Martin Walsh did a lovely piece about your uncle Dennis and his famous Beamer, his BMW M3. And I'm just thinking, did you ever have, have, an, have an attachment like that to a car? Or do you have an attachment like that to a car like your uncle has with that Beamer? Um, no, I don't, I don't. I don't have any attachments to any cars, really. Um... The first championship winning car is still is still around. Um, I don't have it, but uh, someone local does have it. Uh, um, I think no, no, I don't. I don't even even road cars. I don't have anything attachments to any road cars. They they serve the purpose, I suppose, to go and to go and um, to go and win rallies. And uh, I suppose I couldn't feel too attached to them because sometimes they might. Um, there could be a bit of damage done to them, so you wouldn't want to be worried about it, about doing any damage. Has best in the West in the last couple of weeks kind of whetted the competitive juices in you again? Kind of whetted that 
I suppose that that love love of the sport is the wrong thing to say, but um, like kind of perked your interest again about what might be out there. Um, to to a degree, it did. Of course, as, 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 as having this discussion with with Martin again yesterday, like uh, sitting here thinking about doing it is is you know it, it does it does excite me. Um, but as I said, I'd probably like obviously when you get closer to the events and the effort that I'll have to go in. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that too. Um, but as I said, look, I I just would like to do it again with the right financial. Back, yeah, so. I think what's still out as well over the last couple of weeks is just how strong the motorsport community is in, in, in West Cork. I think there's everybody now has, has an appreciation of that motorsport is a kind of a, a main, mainstream sport here in West Cork. Even talking to Jamie Wall a couple of weeks ago, just about best in the West, and Jamie just spent a bit of time. He said, looking through the various people that had achieved so much, and, and your name popped out for him. He said he'd heard of Keith Cronin, but he goes, he probably didn't realise what you'd achieved. So he spent a bit of time reading up about you and he was like, Jesus, he's achieved an awful lot. So it's really hit home that motorsport is such an important sport here in West Cork. Um, it, it is really big down here. Um, and, you know, it's a big because of the natures of, nature of the roads we grew up in. Um, probably the fact that historically, I know he wasn't West Cork, but Billy Coleman was a Cork man. So possibly that that because from there down nearly it's, it's very popular probably some good motorsport or rallying clubs in West Cork like Skibbereen is probably popular um, as I said the events are very good you've got the West Cork Rally and obviously Clarny Rally the Lakes comes over into West Cork sometimes too so is that probably some of the reasoning behind it and, and we, we've had good drivers over the years like as I said even my own uncle, like Dennis, was really, really quick, and he always had a great following. Um, so I think all, 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 all of them things, good drivers, um, among with the nature of our roads, maybe have, have um, kept, kept rallying popular down here. But but look, I think the same goes for a lot of the minority sports down here. And like, when go back to Bill Daly, like I. Like like the guy you mentioned that was lucky up about me, I didn't know much about Bill, um, but like he, he he achieved a huge amount. And look at the backing he still had. And I think the minority sports are good to get behind the the, the people uh, within their sports. Before I let you go, I have to mention something that you mentioned at the start. You're a Manchester United fan, like myself. Kind of, I know things aren't going great the last couple of years, but being a Man United fan or being a football fan in general. Is it, does that allow you kind of switch off from motorsport for a bit and just indulge in, in football and kind of just focus your attention on something other than in motorsport? Yeah, I, I think that's an important balance that possibly I didn't have when I my, in my early 20s um, was that ability to switch off from it. Something probably I got better at as I got older because, as I said, that level of focus, and I look, it's probably the same in every sport, but for shorter periods, in rallying, whether it be doing the recce, like you might do a recce on a stage for 25, 30 minutes, some could be an hour, but you have to be 100% focused for that period of time. Then when you come to the rally, your stage, again, your focus has to be unwavering, like you have to be 100% focused all of the time. And then if you're coming off stages or and the evenings or between the rallies, 
you don't want to have to be holding that level of focus. Just, I, I find it useful to be able to just switch, try to switch off from it. And I do find sport a great way to do it. Is it like, yeah, football, rugby, J. Like I, I like watching all of them, and I find them a great way to keep my mind away from, you know, thinking about your own stresses of 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 your own sport. Um, but watching them as well, like seeing that comp- competition, you know, it keeps your own. Um, it, you know, it, it, I suppose being a competitor, you like seeing other comp- com- competitions. Um, just have to say thank you again for for so much enjoyment over the years. I'm only in West Cork myself, eight, ten years, and I've learned so much in, in, in my time down here. And I suppose I have a greater appreciation for what you've achieved, Keith. You know, kind of over the years, an incredible CV you put together. And I think everyone's going to be delighted to hear that the final chapter hasn't been written. Touch wood that there's more chapters to come in, in, in the years ahead. And you're a, a very worthy winner of, of Best in the West. So congrats on all your success and best look in the future as well. Thanks, Karen. The Best in the West in association with Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. We support local communities. We support you. Now, before we wrap up Best in the West, we must give huge thanks to our partners in this whole process. And that is, of course, Access Credit Union. It was a pleasure to deal with Dominic, Amanda and Christine throughout the process. And I just wanted to make the point one more time about how easy it was to open a current account with Access Credit Union. I was able to do it all online and over the phone, which makes life so easy. And I'm thrilled now to be able to keep my money local. So let's leave Best in the West there for now, Kieran. It's been a, a great ride. But what, what do we have to look forward to? in this week's Southern Star. It goes without saying, Jack, that Best in the West is front and centre. We'll uh, interview with Keith Cronin um, in, in this week's Southern Star. And also there's plenty of reading besides that. Um, I've spoken to Darren Sweetnam's former Donny coach, Dave O'Leary, just to, I suppose, to find out how good was Darren Sweetnam uh, as a hurler. We all know that he's he's a Munster Rugby player now and the Munster Rugby squad returned to training this week. But I wanted just to kind of to find out how good Darren Sweetland could have become as a hurler. I know it's subjective. It's kind of probably high stool talk in a pub when you're talking about a fellow who left hurling when he, when he was 18 and not 19. But it's interesting to talk to Dave O'Leary and to get his view on just how good Darren Sweetland could have been. So I think that's a very interesting read. We have an interview with Quiva O'Callaghan. She's a, a Kinsale footballer who's done with the Cork squad. When you think of Kinsale ladies footballers, you think of Orla Finn and Cyber O'Leary. But we can add a third name to that list now, Quifo Callahan, who's in with the Cork seniors. We have a very interesting read with the West Cork School Boys League Secretary and David Hall, just on the School Boys League's plans for their return to action over the coming weeks and months and how they're going to approach health and safety, how they're changing formats and so on. So that's uh, an interesting read for anyone who's involved or, or has an interest in School Boys soccer as well as that, John Murphy, the Kinsale golfer, picked up a West Cork Sports Star Award on Monday night. Um, great to see the West Cork Sports Star Awards back up and running. And great too to see Paddy Palmer, that enigmatic voice of sport that we've grown to the love over the years. He, he was back at the West Cork Sports Star Awards um, after a, a spell away. So it's brilliant to see Paddy back and we're all delighted to have him. So we have a, a piece with John Murphy in this week's Southern Star. The West Cork Minute, which is quickly gaining its cult following again. 
has Ronan Hurley of Cork City FC fame kind of answered all the questions that matters, including um, who would win between a polar bear and uh, sorry, a sorry, sh- sh- how many penguins would it take to kill a shark? So that's the question that has everyone stumped over the last couple of weeks, and it will continue to stump people in the weeks and months to come. And finally, in bowling news, four bowlers have been, I suppose, reprimanded for um, breaking bowling restrictions over the last couple of weeks when the lockdown restrictions were imposed. And there's two two high-profile senior bowlers have had their memberships rescinded, which is quite big news in world bowling circles. So we've more of that in this week's Southern Star. So there's there's plenty in there, Jack. And like always, it's on sale Thursday morning in shops and online in e-paper form. Yeah, if you can't make it to the shop, you can purchase it online. Just go on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you can read the Southern Star for less than €2 per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show.